to Your Welcome Hollywood, a podcast where Ed, Tom, and Ruben create a brand new screenplay every episode. Some of the ideas are better than others. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to Your Welcome, welcome Hollywood. Hollywood, Ed, Tom. <laughs> it's not Tom at all, it's Ruben. <laughs> I almost fooled people. And we have a special guest. My name's Kevin. It's Kevin Galise. I was so keyed into the usual habit <laughs> I, I was like i'm tom now <laughs> yeah i've nope. become him yep i am become tom destroyer of worlds tom is out of town still because thanksgiving say, is a week long he won't say why yeah he he refused to tell us where he is or why he is there do you think he had to go to like the mayo clinic for some sort of butt surgery <laughs> yeah he's cur- he's currently having it um turned sideways <laughs> okay yeah so that one butt cheek is on the top and the second butt cheek is on the bottom. more of a sandwich oh, nice. butt yeah more of a big mac butt yeah as opposed to a hot dog butt <laughs> <laughs> the phrase big mac butt is very good well see so a big mac a big mac mac butt yeah, actually where's implies, the middle where's yeah, the middle bun <laughs> that there's two there's two cracks and two poop holes and there's a tiny butt cheek yeah, in but the center you know, but like if you get like a regular like and also cheeseburger, pickles. it's like not enough butt it's not enough butt <laughs> but if you get the two butt meal, then that's a little <laughs> okay, better. We're talking like a quarter pounder, maybe. That's better than a butt. Oh, a quarter I got, pounder butt. I definitely got a quarter pound of butt. Oh, man. For sure. Minimum. So, uh, Tom, uh, congratulations on your new butt. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll see you next All the time. best of luck to Julia in adapting to your new life. <laughs> or maybe it was her idea. Oh, God. She was like, I'm really into these sideways butts. Yeah. I was on the internet and I saw a sideways butt. And now you need to get surgery. <laughs> 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 their marriage is so crazy christmas that's you know what that's love though they had a baby yeah they, first baby Weird. second sideways butt what what will they get for their their paper anniversary <laughs> uh, which one's the paper anniversary first one no i don't think so is it i think so oh I think huh. the first one's paper do you know though, the first one's plastic <laughs> no, the first one is a reusable Trader Joe's bag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. Is, then, it, then it's paper, then it's plastic. And then bring your own fucking bag. <laughs> yeah. You're destroying the planet. Uh, that that anniversary yeah. where you criticize your spouse for I, not recycling. My, one. my spouse uh, always wants me to use the, the reusable bags that she keeps in the car, but I always forget. So then I just bring, so then I just get plastic bags anyways and then i bring them home and then i just um unload the groceries into the reusable bags and then i light the plastic bags on fire in my front yard <laughs> in a special barrel that so I that have. she doesn't know <laughs> and then i huff the plastic bags as they're on fire yeah it's very good and we should mention that speaking of kevin's uh home life that you are married to none other than amber nash who does our title sequence oh yeah, yeah. and previous guest of the show that's previous right guest as well and yeah. so now we've gotten both members of this power couple yeah, on your right. welcome hollywood so then what's the next step uh have a baby and the baby's on the show <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then you get a big mac butt not happening <laughs> okay <laughs> just the biggest big mac butt Ooh. no amber and i already had a baby and we donated it to tom and julia <laughs> how, oh scandalous how long have you guys been married now six years six years uh that's like you guys seem so in love still six years in so successful yeah you what's know, the secret um, I, I, this is a comedy podcast, so I'm not going to be serious. I'm going to give you a joke <laughs> answer because you'll be like, wow. Okay. No, I mean, I wanted a serious Take answer. Down to earth, man. Wow. No, I am curious. Ruben, um, Ruben just got married, so he's trying to make sure that he doesn't completely destroy it. Yeah. As I'm soon as possible. Constantly on the verge. Yeah. Um, you know that, uh, spray that you spray into the toilet where. Um, a poopery. Yeah. Like yeah. before you poop. Yeah. That makes the little oil barrier that yeah. splashes onto your bee. Yeah. yeah. That's the secret. Ah. <laughs> 
probably not totally untrue, actually. Yeah. I did have one extra thought about plastic bags. Oh, if please. We go back for just a second. Oh, I would love to hear this bit. The one argument I have for plastic bags is cat poop. I was going to say, yeah. it's the only reason I stockpile them at home. Yeah, how else do you clean up after an animal? Where else would you put animal poop? I will say. I can use a paper bag. Um, if we can jump Be back all to greasy. for a second. Yes, okay, yes. Yeah. Let's Let go please. back to the future of our conversation. Yeah, um, I, when we first got married, uh, we did a, our honeymoon in Jamaica, uh -huh. and we got like the honeymoon suite, mm -hmm. which um, has like the bathroom wasn't fully divided from the bedroom. I oh. hate that There's in like hotels. A three quarter wall. Why oh. they'll give you a three quarter wall or like a glass door? Oh. It was three quarter and it was like frosted glass. They, they never lock. There's no locks on hotel bathroom doors. Right. Okay. So it's like they're trying the, to destroy marriages. Yes. Exactly. Or That's maybe my point. they're trying to broaden your horizons and tune you into some new shit. Yeah. No man, it's the honeymoon suite, and we're like <laughs> young and in love, and it's all new, and then we're eating like different food. Foods that we're not Caribbean. used to, and then we're just like <laughs> Jamaican spices. Oh, like, it was, it, it, it was a horror film. Yeah, that is weird that they put like non-soundproof bathrooms with no sound-producing fans and no lock in places where you are guaranteed to have violent shit. And like, we just had to be like, you need to leave the room now <laughs> and don't come back for an hour. Uh, adjacent to that story, uh, one of the things uh, when Aaron and I went to Japan that you realize is like the bathrooms are very small usually. Right. And it's usually like the toilet is like directly next to the bathtub. And the whole like bathroom area is sort of like meant to all get wet. It's kind of a self-contained like shell unit sort mm -hmm. of. Um, so what that means is that like worse than normal, uh, if someone has taken a shower and someone wants to use the bathroom or has, it's just steamy swampy poops <laughs> only. <laughs> Right. Just all the time. So it's constantly just like, I need to poop. Well, I need to shower. Or I just showered and poop is happening. And it's just a bad cloud for hours. Yeah, I was going to say, you should poop first and then shower. It still can be bad. And let the like the scent of the soap washing off of you sort of like naturally freshen. Oh, that Irish spring. Yeah. Kick out that poop. <laughs> that should be their new Because if we can go back to the opening of the show. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Welcome Hollywood with Ed. Tom. And Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Ruben's not here this week. We really did it. <laughs> oh, it's all gone to hell. All right, let's get into what we're actually doing today. That's our normal 10 minutes of bullshit. Right? Yeah, exactly. Cool. So um, Kevin is here to help us with something. So as you know, Kevin, we get uh, movie titles from our audience on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and all that other good stuff every right, week. Right, right. Uh, and we've had so many quality ones. I mean, there are some amazing movie titles in our repertoire, right? I mean, Dunk Shots 2 Above the Rim. Fantastic. How can you possibly have a problem with chunk <laughs> just last week chunk was a great one <laughs> I, I mean i legitimately love a lot of our movie titles no, they're great awakenings small was so ninjas good. small, small ninjas, ninjas fantastic. very good even going back to baroquin and uh, though that one we made up yes one, uh, the moonlit sun there's so many good ones and we get a lot of them and there's a bunch that like it's not that they're bad titles sure it's that we just don't feel like we can really make an hour-long screenplay out of what we've got there. they don't give us that spark yeah either either we're just not completely inspired or they're like so specific that the pitch is basically the whole movie sure right um and we wanted to uh have kevin help us today with we're gonna go through our last round and look at some of the titles that didn't make it mm -hmm. and see sort of like what are we thinking that this would be in sort of an elevator pitch sort of way we're oh, thinking like yeah. this is a movie studio in burbank california with a bunch of people just throwing titles out right and seeing 
what they can do with it. And I think Kevin's uniquely qualified. He's the artistic director here at Dad's Garage. So I think that uh, that's going to help a lot here. And you've made some film projects of your own, yeah. so you know. Yeah, I uh, I hope that I can help you guys work through this list and really have, hammer out your pitches. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm going to give some notes. I've got just a few questions. So these are like, basically, these are the... the this is the the B list. This is the ones that couldn't make it into a full episode. These are the ones. Yeah, Certainly. it's not so much the B list. It's just the ones that like we we couldn't figure out what to do with. Okay, right? so you guys, it's you. It's we look yeah. through all of them. The we read every not title. With that the gets concept. Sent. No. The fault is with you guys Less and your inability to figure out how to make our it work. mental impotence. <laughs> yeah. Less of a B list and more of a B movie. Yeah, this, this the is B movie. Just, you know what? Maybe maybe another movie. Maybe that other movie podcast could do a lot with some of these. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, but Kevin, we just realized a couple weeks ago that there's we have a a bit of competition. You guys have a rival cast. Well, we do. they don't know about us. No, <laughs> you know and they never them. will. Oh, we know about them. It's a very one sided rivalry. Wait, are they bigger than you or smaller than? Oh, for certainly they're bigger. Okay, they, they have they have screenwriters. Um, okay, so this is kind of like a classic David and Goliath situation. Oh, for yes. sure. <laughs> I'm going to put a little rock in my jaw it's, it's way more of a Davy and Goliath situation. Oh, no, Davy. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, we are a dumb-talking dog, and they are a good Christian boy. <laughs> yeah. Who will crush us? Wait, <laughs> Goliath was a good Christian boy? Uh, no, on, on the cartoon Davy and Goliath, Goliath is the dog. Okay, I didn't and actually Davey know of that owner. cartoon. But in the Bible, he's a, a big uh, Philistine, maybe? I can't remember. I, I've always thought of Goliath as a Cyclops for some reason. I think he's shown you know as what? a Cyclops in some fictional Can't things. he be both? Uh, Not oh. in America. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pick one. Uh, all right, so let's, uh, let's jump into some of the list and see which ones uh, are just like... I like these, but they're real hard to to go too hard on. Give it to me. Uh, all right. The first one I see is <laughs> Owls in Suits. Ooh, Owls in Suits. Which immediately, kids movie. Oh, gotta be, I think. Absolutely. About the dangers of corporate America. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so it's a parable. <laughs> okay. This is, okay. It's kind of like a Secret of Nim sort of setup, I think. Oh. Where we've taken the, we've, uh, we've done uh, uh, tests on these owls to make them even smarter, but combining human brain with owl vision. Oh. And we got a problem. Yeah, because if you have a human brain that can see the way owls do at night, uh-huh. I mean, immediately crime goes up a thousand percent. Oh, absolutely. And if we're talking about how to turn this into a pitch for a kid's movie, oh boy. we'd just be like, hey, you know that bit where owls say who? And we're like, you know, that guy. And then they're like, who? <laughs> you know? We show that part That's in the like trailer. 90% <laughs> of the movie. We could take up a lot of it. Uh, also, you saw Gahul. That did well. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> At some point, uh, we do a really cute scene where the businessman owls go to Hooters. Oh, yeah. that's. Oh, good. my God. And there's owls with big titties. <laughs> yeah. Just big barn owl fluffy Wait, boots. is this still a kid's movie? Oh, or? for sure it is. <laughs> but it's like, I didn't know owls have breasts. Yeah. You can, you, there's a, you can get away with a certain amount of animal boobage in a, in a G-rated movie. Have you never watched a Disney film? <laughs> yeah. Maid Marian? Come on. Oh, uh, the, the midwife, the chicken? Oh, she's boobalicious. And she's a chicken, which, you know, that's the whole point. She yeah, chicken so breasts. we have precedent. All right. Put titties on animals, says, <laughs> says Disney. Says the internet. <laughs> says the internet and Disney. Uh, Rest in peace. Owls in Suits. I mean, yeah, I think we've got it, right? Like a cool DreamWorks animated. It's by like the same team that did Despicable Me. Mm-hmm. And you just do 3D animated businessman owls looking at good junkers <laughs> yeah but one of them has to be the good one that like doesn't want to be like selling insurance and he wants to be like you know like yeah it's about like flowers he does one rail of coke once and realizes 
they've gone too far. <laughs> so wait a minute. This <laughs> like, is a kid's movie and they're doing know, lines of blow. They are. Is it, no, haven't it you like... seen Lady and the Tramp when they do all that cocaine? Yeah. What? They, they do a rail of coke from both sides <laughs> and they meet in Until the middle and kiss. Noses. You know, it's beautiful. I never realized that that was a metaphor for that. Oh, for sure. Dogs love Coke. Yeah. Which is also our next title. <laughs> I do like the idea of one of the owls, like uh, one of the owls with the boobs walks in the room and they all turn their heads all the way around. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And That's all, good all of this is with like, you know, Happy by Pharrell playing in the background. Like, yeah, some really upbeat new song. And owls looking at once again bazoingas, <laughs> but it's called a uh, hoopy. Yeah, yeah, making hoopy. Yes, exactly. Yeah, um, I think we've got owls in suits nailed down. That's Done. a great pitch. Ship it that. off to Hollywood. Thank you to Lucas Pollitzer for <laughs> that title. It's great. Um, let's see what do we got next. Ooh, this is a good one from uh, Zach Owen. The best hyperbole ever, <laughs> which is a a great pun. Uh-huh. Well, not really a pun. Uh, play on words for sure. Yeah, um, uh, uh, it sounds verbal acrobatics. It sounds to me like the kind of clever title that like a teen movie gets. Mm. Oh, you know I mean? now teen? You mean like Judd Apatow? Yeah, or like, like it reminds me a little bit of the like the end of the fucking world. Yeah, or um, you know something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's one of those like sort of meta comedies that knows what it. So it's got like every celebrity possible in it. <laughs> But the but the lead has to be like an unknown like young actor, right? It's like sort of indie sensibilities, but yes. also incredibly brutal. Yes. Yeah, like it, too too mature for like their teenage age almost. Yeah, and keeps running into celebrities who are playing themselves. Sort of like a dazed and confused ish vibe, I guess. He will be both things. And what's uh who's the guy with the huge eyebrows that's in every one of those movies? Uh, he was in Best in Eugene Show. Eugene Levy. Eugene Levy. Thank you. <laughs> okay. That's exactly. I like how I knew who you meant. Because Eugene Levy's in every one of those films. He is. He's the man with the brows. He's always either the strict dad or the cool dad. He's one of the two, but he's in those oh, he's movies. So, his his role in the American Pie movies. He's so good. He's so good. That sort of reserved but very graphic dad. Okay, let me come from a different angle. What if they just misspelled hyperbole? What do you mean? It's a football movie. Yeah. (laughs) The best futuristic football football. movie. (laughs) (laughs) The best hyper bowl ever. So it's like we go forward to a time when football has been replaced with this new game. And it's a blood sport. (laughs) Yeah. A blood sport with jetpacks. Oh, my God. Yeah. You play in a 3D sphere. Yeah. It's it's Blitzball from Final Fantasy. There's 12 end zones. Yeah. (laughs) They're all over the place. Yeah. But the ball is... One erogenous zone. Where the quarterback can fuck. <laughs> well, and he's more than a quarterback now. Oh, he's yeah. A, he's, he's a full a fullback. <laughs> yeah. He's a butt back. He's got that Big Mac butt. Yeah. Uh, extra patty for sure. Oh, yeah. Boy. Oh, man. That extra patty. So it's the best Hyper Bowl ever. The, uh, the new New York uh, fiddlesticks. Oh, sick. <laughs> Versus the LA radiation hogs. <laughs> <laughs> they hog all the radiation. <laughs> well, it's the future. You got to have a little nuclear fallout For going. Sure. Oh, so it's also just this great like uh, New York has fallen by the wayside in the future. There's still a big city, but it's a real like scrappy, tough up and comer. And LA has all the radiation. They're living the big life. <laughs> yeah, out everyone's there. like, give us some radiation. <laughs> yeah, and this is the underdog team. The New York team's just real underdogs. Yep, and uh, and they find themselves in the uh, hyperbole with the LA radiation hogs. 
Yeah. yeah. And then and, the quarterbacks fuck. <laughs> yeah. And that's why it's the best hyperball ever. But you can also get like a 10 minute misconduct for killing someone on the other team. They're like, hey, <laughs> hey, whoa. In the box. Yeah, come on, bud. <laughs> get in the erogenous zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's your punishment. J- jerk out your aggression. <laughs> jerk out your aggression. Calm down. <laughs> Ugh. And so what makes it. it, it if it's a sports movie, it's got to have that like moment of triumph, like the Rudy moment, where yeah. something amazing happens that changes things forever. Uh, yeah, I mean, and it can't just be the quarterback jerking someone off. No, I mean, <laughs> my instinct is just to like take some someone else's plot. So if you take the Rudy plot line, you know, it's just basically like the worst. What is this sport called again? Uh, we didn't say. Yeah. It's just murder fe- ball. Yeah, murder. Yeah, the worst murder ball. Oh wait, play. there is a game called murder ball. It's uh, the wheelchair worst, uh, volleyball, future football. <laughs> it's just called future foot, future ball, future ball, future ball. Yeah. So the worst future ball <laughs> player that like has dreams of being a star ah. through you know dedication. You know, he's like the water getting guy on the team or whatever. Yeah, the water maven. The water maven. <laughs> That's what they call them, yes. Yeah, that has to like run the tubes to the players' mouths so that they can just <laughs> suck water out of the giant glowing <laughs> orb of water in the sky. He's just jetpacking around to service people water. And he is played by Adam Sandler. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he's and he's cleaning things up with his laser mop. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta use you gotta laser, use laser mop. mop. But then they they always see him after the crowds are gone. He's the last one on the you know, feel. Oh, he's tossing bombs and jerking in the erogenous zone. <laughs> yeah, he's and like, he just, this is the best part of my. And job. he's dedicated to and it. They're like, wow, the commitment that he shows. He's terrible at it. Yeah, but so committed. <laughs> well, but then they find like he's bad at the game, but he's great at jerking. <laughs> and then like they so put him like on the team. Teams. It's yeah. like it's, it's like, like being a kicker. <laughs> there's there's multiple ways to win like Quidditch, and that's definitely one of them. Yeah, is the good jerk the erogenous zone yeah how many points for that one? Oh, uh too many for gryffindor yeah they can't even handle that many points no, they can't <laughs> just a, a harry potter movie where they're playing quidditch and harry's just like furiously jacking it on the side of the field and he's like i'm helping <laughs> don't even have to i don't have to get the ball anymore i can just do this the uh, the snitch yeah but it would be called the snorch <laughs> <laughs> the splurge the snorks yeah uh, all right, so that I, I think the best hyperbole ever. Great, yeah, I think uh, we're spent on that one. Yeah, I see. I see one here that I really like. It's from Andrew Krigler, thank the you. man of many puns. Like for example, he had one called "Iodinian only," which is very confusing. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, his yeah his puns are are plentiful, but rarely high quality. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like buying a gallon of cheap vodka. Yes. sometimes. <laughs> but the Mister Boston of puns. Yeah, there's one here I really like, which is "Beef Eater Two Veganation." Oh, I do like this. <laughs> or Veganation, depending on how you wanted Beef to. Beef Eater Two Veganation. Yeah, I feel like this is a. This makes me. It's like a, a like a Mad Max sequel. Oh yeah yeah yeah. This is like in, in a vegan world. Yeah, there's one man who still eats beef. <laughs> Okay, yeah, Beef Eater 2 Veganation. It's it, it a country the country has gone vegan. Yeah, and so there he's is in one the vegan nation. Yeah, and w- there's one man remaining who craves cow. Right. And he's standing up for all those people that are oppressed by the vegan value system, right? Yeah, so the vegans are like this super oppressive right. governmental body. They've just got thing. their boots on the throat of, of the, meat the people <laughs> of the the do you guys have you ever seen like militant vegans online that call meat eaters carnists oh 
yeah, it's like their slur for people who eat meat. I, I would prefer to be called a carnist. Yeah, that, it sounds cool. It's rad, right? right? It's very sink-friendly. Um, but that's like, they're, they're hunt- we, we the, the carnivores of the world, have been hunted near right. to extinction, which is very, very ironic. Definitely. <laughs> that they were hunting us. Yes. Um, but and- so why, this guy, Beefeater. That's is that his name or is he known as the beef eater? I think he must be known as the beef eater, right? Like it's not his Christian name. And we can get like a product sponsorship with the gin, right? Oh, I would imagine we so. We must. So he's always got a a bottle of beef eater gin on his head. Yeah, it's part of uh, a whole series of gin related films <laughs> that come out like I immediately think of a Harry Potter type character named Bombay Sapphire. <laughs> <laughs> It's like uh, Bombay Sapphire and the the Traveler's timepiece. <laughs> Traveler's Waltz. It's like the drunk version of uh, Lord of the Rings is uh, Tom Bombadil. Yeah. <laughs> Bo- Tom Bombay Sapphire. Or it's just a stripper, too. Like Bombay Sapphire would be yeah. a great stripper name. Or a, or yeah. a roller derby name or a drag queen. There's so many things you can do with gin. God, I just I just see like uh, this protagonist like on a, a like a desert craggy plateau. Mm-hmm. Overlooking like a, a sunrise, and he takes he has like a, a, a pouch on his thigh, and he takes out a ballpark frank and just and just chomps into it like yeah. a fucking cigar. Yeah, I was imagining like something similar. Like he's standing, he's backlit by the sun, yes. and you just see the outline of his body holding a, a you know a triple patty burger aloft. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the idea that he walks around with uh, the stub of a hot dog in his mouth like a cigar, like in in movies where like a gross baseball guy is always chewing wetly on or he's two like, inches of cigar he's like wolverine right like yeah. he's just like that's what makes him so tough is he's always <laughs> chewing on a hot dog <laughs> and he does have claws oh for sure the beef eater he has like, to he's yeah. got well they're like they're made out of rib bones that he took off of uh like an elk that he ate well he's had to fuse with other carnation carnations carnations instant breakfasts <laughs> hey the future's rough yeah. Uh, is there? Is there? We've we've created such a like a, a monolith of a man, such a intense character. Is there a way that he's redeemed? That's my question immediately. Oh, um, is it, does no? He... I think it's about him toppling the vegan regime. Oh, damn. Yeah, I think he manages to like infiltrate yeah. and destroy. He's like, yeah, look re- at our redeem- teeth. Hang on, wait. Redeemed for what? Standing up to oppression? <laughs> You're like, well, where's his redemption story? I'm sick of this guy. And he's just waltzing around, standing up for the people. It's like uh, he goes in to, to fight the the army like the great vegan stronghold and he gets in there and they just like have no strength he's just a regularly strong dude but he's just beating the shit out of dozens of these yeah, uh, vegan he's, warriors he's maybe like a kevin james even like yeah he's not even that <laughs> not even that strong but everyone else has anemia yeah <laughs> no one has any iron and like he he punches one and as they're lying down on the ground bleeding out and they're just like you know you can get protein from plants he's like shut up and just like <laughs> kicks the dude's Their skin in. is translucent the big reveal in the end <gasps> when he faces the final boss is oh. that they eat meat too and they're oh, and like it's... we wanted it all for ourselves what? that's why we created vegan nation this the weird like secret cabal hoarding yes. all the resources thing yes yeah uh, very mad Max. the meats and the meat knots yeah nice. and uh they worship arby's 
That's like their church. <laughs> oh my God. Like they're all these religious cathedrals with the little cowboy hat the, symbol. The, the cult of the curly fry. You're saying the, the hidden cabal on the inside of the government worships Arby's? I, everybody. Like, Even uh, the vegans? Or, sorry. No, you're right. You're right. You're yeah, right. Yeah. Sorry. It would be, it, this is the, yeah, there's a weird uh, scene where they have like an eyes wide shut orgy. <laughs> and they Arby's. have huge cowboy hats on covering part of their faces. Horsey sauce everywhere. Oh, yeah. oh it's so spicy. spicy. And, and it's Stingy. It gets in places. Oh, it's a lot of horseradish in there. Oh, nice. <laughs> I just love religious chanting, we have the means. I just like the idea of, like, throughout the entire movie, it's that, that Arby's, like, very simple cowboy hat logo, but it's been upside down the entire film. <laughs> someone finally, finally get it. it. And we're like, oh, <laughs> it was Arby's all along. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, what does the symbol mean? You're looking at a simplified version upside down. What could it mean? There's a weird almost infinity uh, uh, thing in <laughs> yeah. it, but then this weird U that connects them. And just when it starts to make sense, they get distracted by something. <laughs> have to go yeah. on to the next thing. And then finally, oh my God, Arby's. <laughs> we realize it matches the Arby's tattoo the protagonist has. Oh, yes. Yeah. And it's, it's a birthmark. He or, has yeah, no, birthmark. Yeah. Or he a brand. He's got a brand in the palm of his hand. <laughs> the, the Arby's logo, but upside down. He never turned his hand. Uh, when He's he, the Arby's chosen one here to free the meats for the people. When he gets too close to the truth, it starts bleeding. Like a, yeah. a stigmata. And it's like, what's happening? <laughs> He's, he goes up to like the leader of the church. and it like bleeds cheddar, though. Oh, <laughs> he stabs the leader of the church in the gut. And like as he's up there, he whispers in his ear. It's good mood food. <laughs> <laughs> Pulls it out. Uh, then it's H. John Benjamin then, because he's he's currently running those commercials right now. That's right. So I feel like what a good protagonist. Yeah, yeah I think he'd do a good job with this. I think this is his And it would be project. really fun it's watching every man for sure. John Benjamin beat up a bunch of people. I think he would enjoy it. <laughs> Just in a soothing monotone. <laughs> uh, uh, I love Beef Eater too. I think we did it. Vegan Nation. Boys, we've done it. We've... We've really done it again this time. Thanks, Andrew, for for Beef Eater too. We are hit machines. God. Yeah, we we can even just take simple premises and, and turn them, them into gold. Insanely convoluted. Yeah, we can turn them into five minutes of jokes. Do you want to take a simple premise and make it insanely convoluted? Impossible to follow. <laughs> so here's one. This is uh, Jed Brightman, our old friend Jed Brightman. Oh yeah, oh, give it to Jed. us, Jed. Yeah. Nice. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this uh -oh. one's hard to read uh -oh. without laughing. It's <laughs> Blocron, comma, the fluffer. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Blocron, the fluffer. I mean, the reason I love it so much is for the name Blocron. I just All like right, the, the year is. He's a, a robot. The year is 2055, <laughs> and humanity mostly lives in a VR world. Yeah. <laughs> They're no longer entertained by the 25th Transformers movie. It's so. We have to find a new angle. Yeah, and so we've we've turned to robot pornography, and it's fine. But then somebody comes along it's that the, changs the game forever. Enter Blowcron. Man, all this robot pornography has only been missionary for all these years. <laughs> <laughs> Blowcron will do anything. We've trained robots to fuck, but they only do missionary. They're all prudes. Yeah, we can't make them do different positions. Robots are only... just like, can you turn off the lights? Yeah, <laughs> I'm conscious about my body. It's like your body has literally never changed from the day it was built. Somehow by giving them enough spirit to fuck we've also had G to given like them shame <laughs> <laughs> Blocron he's 
self-aware. <laughs> but but Blokron's the first one that doesn't give a fuck, oh. right? Blokron is like... He violates his programming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. He, he's, yeah. he's like the first one to be like, put it in my mouth. Everyone's <laughs> like, what Blokron? I am Blokron. God, this is a Jurassic Park moment. <laughs> yeah, it really is. <laughs> the robots were never meant to engage in blowjobs. <laughs> we're afraid of what might happen if they're ever allowed... So then there's a sexual revolution amongst the robots. Sorry, I just want we to have take a to break. note what's happening in the <laughs> background here. John, John Carr is has come into the into the room and he's trying to very quietly roll up a six foot inflatable snowman. And in the process, making more noise than possible, I would think. And now, now but wait, you know, uh, take it. Were John, you tra- trying to get it, or did you just want to make noise and then leave? <laughs> It was in the way of no one. <laughs> okay. John Carr, everybody. Our marketing director, John Carr. Who, oh, by the man. way, did insist that he spend some of his marketing budget this year on giant inflatable <laughs> Christmas decorations for the front of the theater. Oh, anyway. Robots Blow-cron. are fucking. Blowcron. Yeah. Okay, back to Blowcron. So, wait. In the way that... that- Unicron in the Transformers series. Eats ass? He's, yeah. <laughs> well, technically, he eats entire planets, so he, so does he eats eat all ass. the asses on that planet. Uh, voiced but by, um, what's his name? Last, Orson Welles. His last role. It was Orson Welles as Unicron. But does True. Blocron, like, devour all cocks? Is oh, that his thing? Yes. Wow. He's just, like, a universal destroyer of wieners? I would think so. Yeah. Well, now I did say, the, what was the subtitle? Fluffing is about... Blocron the Fluffer. I can't not laugh when I say the word Blocron. The, the Fluffer, is that it? that's it? Blocron the Fluffer. Oh, so this also implies that Blocron is never quite the star. Okay, wait, can I propose a, a slightly different plot? Oh, Kevin? Oh, Kev. Of course. Okay, a black hole is approaching. <laughs> a huge, huge black hole is approaching our side of the galaxy or okay. the universe or whatever. Okay. And... We've got a giant mechanical dick type thing that's been <laughs> created to stuff the black hole, uh-huh. but it's it's not it's malfunctioning. <laughs> it won't it won't get to into the proper position. Blocron needs to fluff the machine until it's back to its proper size and shape, and then humanity and robot kind can be saved when it's thrust into the black hole. Okay, I love this because I think this actually marries the two plots we have here. <laughs> of Blokron has just been this fluffer bot the whole time. He's never. Oh, he's like a lowly fluffer bot, yes. just jerking dudes on porn sets back on Earth. Like, yeah, jerking robots. And whatever. He's not, and he's not great at it because it's like he's mechanical, right? Like, there's no soft touch there. But he's the <laughs> he's the only robot though that does it. Yeah, he's, he's the only one programmed. He's like a. a the reverse of a shake weight. Yeah. And so when we have to stuff this black hole with a giant space cock. Yeah. The only person who has experience and can survive the vacuum of space. Is young Blocron. Is a young Blocron. Yeah. The tiny little robot that no one believed in. And then, you know, there has to be a moment where, like, everyone, we cut into all the people around the world that are watching, right? And it's like, you know. Like a little kid being like, suck it, Blokron. <laughs> <laughs> Looking starry-eyed up into the sky. It's like, it's like, you're our only hope, Blokron. Like, you know, yeah, it's like, you know, there's a dude, you know, eating a burger in like Detroit <laughs> watching the TV. Oh, you go all Truman Show and just like, <laughs> go get him, Blokron. <laughs> there's like 
you know, people like on a shipping dock in Hong Kong and they're like taking a break to like look up and, and watch subtitles blow. about them like yeah. loving Blocron. Yeah, you, <laughs> exactly. It's every part around the world. Okay, so I think. Uh, well, but the, the funny thing is that because his name is so specific and like only made for him, in every language it would just be Blocron. <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> It's yes. always Blocron. <laughs> like, you'd cut to Singapore, and they're just like, Blocron. <laughs> and just because I think this series has so Mostly because they speak English. But this yeah. series has a, so much potential. I think when Blocron are, like, a huge ending to this, has <laughs> huge ending was not what I meant to say, but it was. Um, <laughs> Blocron's huge ending. So once they satiate this black hole... <laughs> Uh, um, I think like <laughs> they the, pour some Gatorade into it. The huge, uh, the structural integrity of this huge space wiener obviously uh, fails, mm. uh, and it explodes, uh, uh, taking the black hole with it. And Blokron goes with it. Oh and no! Goes through the black hole. Oh no! Into a different time. A different time and di- space is this, dimension. Is this a, like a sequel? Oh, or? This is a setup for the sequel. Oh yeah. yes, Blokron blows the dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Blokron has to save the dinosaurs. <laughs> it's a it's a tie-in with the Flintstones. <laughs> oh, and I certainly see Blokron as being as charming as a Johnny Five. Oh yeah, Blokron is gonna be. So, he's like Wally. He's very cute, oh. but boy does he <laughs> love Dick. Oh, it's very much like Short Circuit, but less brown face. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, good. Serious. <laughs> oh, Blokron. I love Blokron. <laughs> I want Blokron to be real now. Yeah. Just put him in the stable of fictional robots that we love. Yeah, Blocron, and there could be other ones like Blocron could be like uh like uh uh, uh Munchtron. <laughs> yeah. Blocron, Munchtron, uh Ramalama Ding Dong. Uh Bot. <laughs> yeah, Fel- Felicia Bot or Felatio Bot? You don't see? That's the thing. They're ah, so close. It's Felicia Bot the Felatio Bot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, thanks, Jed, for that one. Uh, we got time for a couple more. Yeah. Um, I like this one from Sarah Ackerman. Uh, fringe boots and three-piece suits. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What was, what was the time of fringe boots? Well, I don't, I don't know, but the first thing that comes to mind is a... Um you know, a Romeo and Juliet situation, Oh, right? One side is the fringe boots, one side is the three-piece suits. Takes mm. place in Nashville, Tennessee. Right. Ooh. Nah. Look, I got those fringe boots in there. Right. Nashville and the three-piece suits. So wait, we're talking like a business story in Nashville. Well, I guess not so but much. Romeo business. And I'm Juliet. talking about like Romeo and Juliet, yeah. but it's like the two families. Like okay. one is more oh. country and yes. one is more formal. rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, rock and roll. Uh, <laughs> this so, is the Osmond story. <laughs> this is basically like Baz Luhrmann's Romeo and Juliet, except instead of putting it in 1990s Long Beach, California, it's in Nashville, Tennessee. There we go. There you go, Dolly Parton. Dollywood prominently in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so, like in Bazarum's Romeo and Juliet, like all the the swords and daggers were guns. Yeah. So, like, what what is our country equivalent of stuff from the Romeo and Juliet? Potato story? guns. Yeah. Guns. Guns. Just normal guns. More guns. Just different guns. Yeah. Rifles. What year is it? Uh. Ooh. What was like the heyday? The country heyday. Yeah, it'd be like the the. Well, no, if you're talking like old country, yeah, like that real croony, slow, like we're talking like Tennessee the, country, like, yeah. yeah, you'd be talking like the, I don't know, probably th- 30s, 40s. Yeah, because th- I think we have like the development of like country in the South in Nashville. And this is bringing, this is bringing something that was like used to be just for everyone on the mountains mm-hmm. and these small communities. It's getting popular. Well, then maybe you push it a few decades later, make it like 50s or 60s and make it about the decline of the oh. heyday oh. and the moving in of corporate interests from outside yes. of Nashville. Yes. Yeah. And Hence the suits. So the, uh, if, if my memory serves me Johnny correctly, Cash era. the, uh, the, 
like country upstarts would be the Montagues in mm. this, and the Capulets would be the big business that's moving yeah. in. Sure. Because as, as I recall, that's the dynamic in Romeo and Juliet. Tybalt is a record producer. <laughs> oh my <laughs> he's, God. He's Jack White. He's played by Jack White. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the beginning of the first scene of the movie is just a record producer hassling two guys <laughs> about their new song. So is, is, Mercutio, is uh, Mercutio just like Elvis? He's kind of the fun, yeah, loving he's, yeah, he's jokester. Real, real popular. He dies yeah. at a point. <laughs> Yeah, remember that scene where Mercutio Whoa. had a heart attack on the toilet? <laughs> yeah, a, po- a pox on both your houses. <laughs> it's like, oh, you guys fed him too many peanut butter sandwiches. Yeah. <laughs> Mercutio's just hooning down peanut butter and banana sandwiches the entire movie. And then Cap- like, not so bad. Give me these sandwiches. <laughs> Can I have some more of those tranquilizer pills, please? <laughs> <laughs> Sire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, there's so many parallels here. We can make uh, very good. Yeah, and who is our Juliet? Is it Dolly? I feel like it gotta, gotta be Dolly. Be. Yeah, it's all right. And but who's our Romeo then? Because if we're using up Elvis on Mercutio, he said Johnny Cash. Yeah, well, but he would be the same. We have to have someone who's like a businessy. What was the interest? Oil tycoon? Oh, something? You're right. You're right. They got to be from the other side of the equation. Okay, so uh, it's yeah, just yeah. A, who's like the oh god? Why can't I remember who like the biggest name in country music record producing is? Oh. Um, you know what? Let's just make it Rick Rubin. Okay. It's, just, <laughs> it's, Rick Rubin. it's Rick Rubin and Dolly Parton. Oh, my God. Uh, retelling the oldest and greatest love story. But not the oldest at all. But <laughs> <laughs> and definitely not the greatest love story because it's... it's you know what? It's a love story. Yeah. It's full of... It, I mean, it's about two dumb kids and their shitty families doing dumb but stuff. Are they really in love, though? I mean, you know, as you get older, you realize love's a lot more than just like love at first sight so it's it's not even a love it's an yeah, infatuation it's more than just a, like a, a declaration made out a window and probably unhealthy if you're gonna kill yourself for someone that's probably not a healthy love yeah i mean look i know that when you're young it seems like the end of the world if you lose somebody but it's not but it's not Romeo. and for us to uh, perpetuate these uh you know narratives that say that like the most romantic thing you can do is like kill yourself is just like obviously like very damning societally but you know what it's a nice story hang in there kids <laughs> <laughs> just Hold on. And you know, how often do we pay attention to these, uh, to middle America, white middle America and make yeah. a movie for them? Guys, this is for you. <laughs> this podcast. We got to win you guys over somehow. So maybe, maybe this will be it. It's about time you guys got a break. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, a lot of bad things to say about the Romeo and Juliet storyline. And yet we've completely used it in oh, this new movie. Shakespeare. What a hack. Oh man. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, okay. Spencer Tuat, uh, one of our favorite listeners in the world sent one that I think is great and we could do as a full movie, but I feel like it, there's a little bit of restriction on it that would make it difficult. It's called my private nation, oh. which is like, I love the idea of like a guy waking up to find he's the only person in, in the United States. Like that would be cool. Oh, right. A, a real wasteland tale. But I feel like it'd be hard to do a full screenplay of that because there's no one for him to talk to. I mean, you well, can, you know, didn't they cast away? Yeah, and didn't they kind of do this uh, remake of Omega Man, uh, I with Will Smith, and then oh 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 um yeah I know what you're talking about, and then there's like the vampires later. Yeah, in like it. bottom line is it's been done. You know this idea of like uh it's you know someone by themselves and mm-hmm. everything else is gone. You know the question is why 
is this guy alone in the country? Like, yeah. what happened? Right. Where did everyone go? Right. So maybe it. What if it's like everybody left Earth for another planet and he slept in? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just never watched TV or had a cell phone or yeah. went on the internet. He was just a guy who, you know, lived by simple means and didn't have his alarm clock set for abandonment day. Guys, but what if? Let me just let me just bring this as an idea because we never do this. Even? What if God is real? Okay. Wow. And he raptured everyone? Yes. Except for this one dude. Except for this Kirk Cameron character. Right. Why? Okay, so what did this dude do that is so heinous yeah. that God took literally, literally every other else. person? He was the screenwriter for Blokron. <laughs> 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 and God said, too no. far. <laughs> Get thee away from me. Way. Get thee to a nunnery. Yeah. Um, I'm going to... God, big fan of Shakespeare. Oh, yeah. love him. I'm going to go a different way on my my private nation. Please. What if it's about a guy who, like, gets to be the king of a country? Oh. Like, he finds out, you know, he uh, he gets a letter that, like, his uncle died or something like yes. that. He, what he, do- he doesn't know that his uncle is, like, the high sovereign of this insane country this somewhere. This is like a, a variant on uh, the John Goodman vehicle King Ralph from like, the 80s. Yes. <laughs> he found, finds out he's the new King of England. Yeah, it's so. like a it's a mixture of King Ralph and like crazy rich Asians. Like, yeah, perfect. This weird like I didn't Small know this about a country. family thing. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and so he goes and he's just like he goes from popper to like pooper. absolute oh. pooper. Yeah. <laughs> 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 from pop or to pooper uh, you went farther quite down a journey yeah <laughs> yeah the story of my private nation but then like he gets to do all this fun stuff and like be waited on and be king but i think he's gonna learn a lesson well which I, is that leading is not easy that's for sure and there's also going to be people that are going to be trying to take advantage of the new situation mm-hmm. they think he's an idiot who doesn't know what's going on they which... might try to kill him right yeah get and that then, money and then maybe his uh, friend, the bodyguard that was like the first person he met when he got his new gig, actually ends up dying, and he realizes that stakes are real. Oh, oh man! See, I love this. I love this almost as a um, if Castaway went the same way, but there's people on the island, <laughs> and they're just like they worshipped him for some reason. Yeah, and then he rules them, and then realizes uh, most of this plot stuff. Oh, it's not so easy. Yeah, and and these these people are people. Yeah, and how do you think it? How do you think it winds up? Like his bodyguard dies. He knows that ruling is not easy. I, well, the 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 ending has to be him stepping down. Yeah, right. I think he gives it to the democracy. People. Yes, he's like, this isn't right. We can't do it like this anymore. Oh, a very very direct indictment of uh, Western colonization. Mm, yeah. God. Take that Western colonization. <laughs> oh boy. You want some more? Sure, sure hope the Queen doesn't hear about this one. <laughs> <laughs> Could destroy the whole Commonwealth. <laughs> Australia will be no more. <laughs> uh Ruben, what have we got time for? How how long Let's have we been going? One more. Let's, Let's do, do one, one more. Yep. Oh here. man, see now there's a lot of uh sort of pressure for me to find the perfect, the perfect one. And I think I just it's did. Like the Bachelorette. Um it's from someone we've never, I don't think we've ever used a title from this person, and we miss them so much, Eve Kruger. Oh, Eve. Oh. Eve Kruger, fantastic improviser, wonderful person, former Dad's Garage Ensemble member, now heck just living a, that Chicago life. Heck of a dame. Yeah, just a real dame. <laughs> yep. Uh, Loves being called a dame. Sent us this one, which <laughs> is, yeah, she probably wouldn't like that so much. <laughs> a real hell of a, hell of a broad. broad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eve Kruger. Uh, she sent <laughs> bowls of sand, oh. spoons of time. Oh, <laughs> fuck. That is... Bowls of sand, spoons of time. That is like, that is heavy. 
There is a lot to unpack there. It's got that. It reminds me of. um, You remember in uh, Clone High USA when they say that you can make any title sound uh, deeper by adding colon a rope of sand sand afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) Balls of sand, spins of time. Balls of sand, spoons of time is very like. I mean, I guess right off the bat. It's got to be like a real, like deep artistic movie. Yeah, right. Like it can't be a screwball comedy. You definitely, <laughs> after watching it, the first thing you do is Google like what does the ending of Spoons of Time uh, mean? Gr- uh, somebody made a map of the timeline in this movie. Yeah, because <laughs> I got it's like lost. primer. Yes, like you got to have this like weird diagram of insane stuff. Uh, not the direction that we should go in, but just very literally, it's an archaeologist film. Oh, Spoons of Time. Yes. So like bowls uh, of sand. I, oh, okay. I see. I see. I see. Yeah. So it's about an archaeologist who finds maybe like a uh, an artifact. It's some spoons, yes. right, from some long forgotten dynasty. Yeah. Oh, and then are we cutting back and forth between present and past? Oh my God! Is it like, is it the lake house but with spoons? Okay. Or like, what's the was the lake house of past and present? Wasn't it? It was. It was about um, like these two people like having a love affair through the mail, but also through time. Yeah, they didn't realize that they weren't in the same timeline, but they they weren't. Yeah, or right? or it's also like, um, isn't your name like that? Uh, your name is sort of like that. Yeah. Um, also, uh, uh, not what was that? What was that movie with the son and dad who were like talking through their ham radio through time? Oh, I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Not a love story, but similar. Yeah, I love this though. This is a time traveler's wife. So yeah, time travel. The time traveler's knife and spoon <laughs> <laughs> of time. Uh, okay, so yeah, it's a it's about a love affair through history, and it's this like but like ancient history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a young female archaeologist discovers these spoons and somehow is using them to sort of like communicate backwards through time with like a you know a live prince of some ancient civilization. Yeah. Okay. Is there some kind of like reincarnation angle? Like what was that movie about the dogs where the dog, every time the dog passes away, c- comes back as another dog. And it's this like guy, oh. the owner always has the same dog, even though it's different dogs. Was it a dog's life? Yes, it was. Okay. That's exactly the. <laughs> <laughs> a dog's lives would have been more appropriate for a name. <laughs> but so like. All dogs this, go to uh, New Heaven. <laughs> this guy's, all dogs go to this guy. All dogs achieve <laughs> Samsara. Yeah. <laughs> But then, so if these people have been like trying to like find each other again and again over time, yeah, and she's sending her message back with the spoons of time, so that somehow the message, so that the climax of the movie is the dude showing up in present day, like I found you. you yes, know what I mean? like, yes, yeah. Oh man, yeah. You get to have that moment, like at the end, the big like romantic comedy moment where he shows up and she's just like she knows who she is and. Uh, He's like, have you been waiting long? She's like, 10,000 years. Yeah. Yes. And he jumps into his arms. <laughs> He's been a waiter in every timeline. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he keeps serving her food and she doesn't know it. Yeah. She has no idea that it's him. It's basically, the, the plot of this movie is that Bare Naked Ladies song, It's All Been Done. <laughs> and the bad guy, every time, Rowan Atkinson. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God. Who doesn't have any dialogue. <laughs> so Miss, evil Mr. Bean is it's what you're talking about. It's just amazing mime work. I know, I know that the Bare Naked Ladies song is something of a joke, but it actually would work. Uh, that song is about yeah, two, two yeah. people who have like, they've always been together in different epochs of time. Like their reincarnated selves always end up together. Mm-hmm. So if we do that as like, 
maybe she in the present thinks that she's just communicating this weird history back through time, but then she realizes at the end that she's also been reincarnated a bunch of times, and in every timeline, they fuck. This is actually <laughs> a... Uh, oh, go ahead, Kevin. No, I was just going to ask, because there has to be some end goal that they're striving towards. Like, if they can do this thing in the end, then they're kind of like together forever. So, right? I, yeah, I think there's... um. This is actually an idea for a series I had for a while that was... It was a... Uh, we went through time, and it was always this couple... And they would always get close to getting together every time, but something would stop them each and every time. And we'd see them through like World War II, the Titanic. Like we'd see them in all right. these major events in history. <laughs> they somehow these unlucky people end up at the worst places in history. Every disaster, every <laughs> massive <laughs> Pompeii, like every <laughs> massive I've, disaster. I've been killed in every terrible war. I've I've died in every natural disaster. But yeah, you're right. They, they, what is that thing? Like they've been doing the same thing over and over. That's to change one thing. Arby's. Right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe it's like giving like giving up on finding the other. Oh, like it's maybe what, it's you you don't find what you want until you stop looking well, for it. Maybe they've had or to make it. It could a be selfish... as simple as like a hand job or something. <laughs> <laughs> I know this hand. <laughs> this grip. <laughs> unmistakable. <laughs> well, it's just like no, it's like Blow when that cron. happens like like everything like changes and now Assassin's like, Creed's out into a grid they've, <laughs> they have shake, they've uh, shooken hands they've had penetrative sex <laughs> they've done all of these things but her they hand have needed to crons, touch his wiener but it was it was the hand and the peen that made the like they <laughs> opened never, the cosmic well, gate that's the old Saskatoon handshake oh yeah they're just like we never realized foreplay was so important <laughs> that's the moral of the story <laughs> we always jumped straight into fucking <laughs> If only, if only I'd given you a little tug first, we could have been together for centuries. We could have sealed this time loop long ago. <laughs> I, I, would, I wouldn't have had to go down on the Titanic. <laughs> I went down in the Titanic. Yeah, but I didn't use my hands. Uh, I do like going down on the Titanic is quite good yeah. as a loaded sentence. Yeah. <laughs> God, when the, I, the time loop of infinite terrible deaths when I ate ass in Stalingrad <laughs> uh, oh. what a romantic movie eating ass in Stalingrad is it's a great beautiful. phrase really beautiful it sounds like the title of like a bad religion oh, song eating about- ass in Stalingrad <laughs> fucking battle of the bulge <laughs> Yeah, I definitely died of the Battle of the Bulge. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh god, yes, I love that one, uh, guys. I have an idea for something. Before I want to do that up. movie for real, by the way. I know. Yeah, yeah. we can revisit it. The hand job time loop. <laughs> um, I have an idea. Yeah. For to end this, let's do elevator pitch lightning round. I'm because oh. we have so many. I'm going to throw some out, and you've got to describe the movie in a single sentence. Okay, right. like give All a right. log line. So yeah, are you going to give it to one of us, or like... and, and I'll, I'll throw some at myself. I'll just go yeah. around the circle. Yeah, that's but, good. Um, if you're not familiar with uh, the phrase, just because uh, not everybody is a, a great Hollywood screenwriter like we are, <laughs> uh, something called an elevator pitch is you've got to describe your idea to someone in the time it takes you to get on an elevator with them and get to their floor. So like a minute, right, at the most. But uh, generally you want it to be like a sentence or two so that you can get the idea across as quickly as possible sure right like grab my attention yeah like back to the future elevator pitch would be like a young kid goes almost back fucks in, his mom what yeah yeah <laughs> uh, a teenager uh gets uh sent back in time and has to find his way home right yes. like that's pretty much 
the elevator for Back to the Future. So I want to go through some of these um, and just try and knock out some super quick ones. Mm-hmm. You got right. it. Ruben, you ready? Yeah. All right, great. Uh, let's see. And I'm, I'm not going to have time to give names, but uh, you guys you guys know who you are. Um, all right. Um, Friday Night Sprites. Um, cool. Uh, this team has never won before, but with a little trust in the uh, Norwegian fairies, they find their team soaring to new championship heights. <laughs> Great. Kevin, senior skip day. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you know, ever since uh, his family moved to Mexico, uh, <laughs> Tobias has been having a tough time fitting in until he becomes the uh, class uh, representative for a new initiative called Skip Day. Oh, yes. Uh, I like... Leonard, a most evil man. Uh, uh, let's see. Tudor era England uh, experienced its first serial killer in the form of a mild mannered uh, butler who takes things too far in the basement of the family manor. Oh, very good. Uh, let's see. Pandora's suitcase. Oh, uh, a visitor from a different planet comes to Earth and their luggage gets mixed up with a lowly shopkeep. When he opens it up, oh boy, some aliens get loose and people die. <laughs> oh, Kevin, this one's great for you. Canada trip. Canada trip. Okay. Uh, it, uh, this family reunion up in Canada is a lot more than these Americans expected when they find themselves up to their eyeballs in poutine, healthcare, and legalized weed. <laughs> <laughs> From the producers of every National Lampoon film. (laughs) Everyone's so healthy. Uh, I've got Squid Squad. Oh, yeah. Uh, It's a a new band of mutant superheroes is on the rise and taking their own brand of justice to the only place that no one can enforce it, the bottom of the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see, Ruben. uh, Thingtastic. Um... So everyone's trying to find that invention that's just going to do it all and fix all of our problems. And what if one man did, but he realized that to sell it, he'd have to sell his soul. Ooh, nice. Nice. Uh, Kev, the lonely elevator. Um, The setting is a destroyed city in the apocalypse. Um, AI uh, rose and fell, and now uh, the Earth is just a you know smoking sphere. Uh, but one building, the AI that ran one elevator, still stands, <laughs> and it desperately is searching the planet through uh, neural connections to satellites and so on to see if its true love, um, uh, uh, an electric car, is still out there. The tagline is, someone ride me. <laughs> nice. So sad. Uh, let's see. I've got uh, Destruction Derby Beyond the Stars. Oh, fuck. Uh, this movie is absolutely, just by title, written by uh, Gerard Way from My Chemical Romance. Because <laughs> it sounds exactly like an issue of the Umbrella Academy. Yes, it does. Um, so it's about a uh, on a faraway planet, uh, the entire civilization has become uh, enamored with d- uh, demolition derbies. And that's sort of their whole thing. And Earth has to send one man to uh to compete in a universal tournament for the uh the well to prevent the destruction of the human race yes nice he's he has to race to save the human race oh shit okay yeah it's super cool let's do one more round okay Okay, Uh, let's see ruben skid marks freshman year (laughs) come on (laughs) 
Tony's a 14-year-old boy, and he's got a pretty bad case of IBS, but he is incredibly smart because he's skipped two grades already. (laughs) (laughs) Can can he survive a cruel high school environment when he's got poopy pants and he's smaller than everyone else? That's actually... I would watch that movie. It's like the wimpy kid. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kevin, Dada knows best. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is a pile of nonsense. (laughs) None of the words mean anything, and it goes on for seven hours. (laughs) Starring John Goodman. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, Legs for sale. (laughs) Legs for sale is the heartwarming, the heartwarming, <laughs> heartwarming, <laughs> uh, the heartwarming story of uh, a young man who. Why? Why is every movie the heartwarming story of a young man? Let's make it the heartwarming story. The Let's heartwarming like the story of a young thing. dog. Oh, who's got some gams? <laughs> who's got human legs? <laughs> because somebody put them up for sale, and so it's a dog that gets four real gammy lady legs, <laughs> and walk and. Uh, changes the world forever this dog's going on a walk (laughs) (laughs) nice these paws were made for walking oh fuck yeah oh god the thought of a golden retriever with four full length like sexy woman legs oh yeah and red heels i just love the the camera shot like going up the legs some like misogynist big is like look at those legs and those heels and then it turns into a dog yeah he's like oh and then he's like oh what a good boy oh no Ooh, heel he seems friendly yeah this dog's like stop cat calling me or should i say dog calling you are amazing at trailer lines andrew krigler level pun uh, but like, like <laughs> pun, like it's not, I'm not saying your puns were at his level. I'm saying you produced a volume that only Andrew Krigler could produce. Oh, just a whole vat of them. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just a, a vat of puns. A goopy, nasty vat of puns. <laughs> Um, well, thanks to everybody who sent in titles, guys. Those and, were really fun to talk about. And thank you about. to Kevin Galise for sitting in. Kevin! Guys, thanks for having me. Um, I'm so grateful to be a permanent fixture on the team now. Yeah, and Tom... I- Get out. Yeah. We can't have anyone with a weird butt on the show. I yeah. look forward to 67 more episodes, just oh, like man. you guys have done 60. This is our 67th, right? I think uh, it's some, 67 so. or 68. Oh, my God. We are getting close to the magic podcast. How close are we to the sex number? <laughs> How close? 65. So we have four more. <gasps> and then It's going to be New Year's. New Year's 69. Oh, my God. Nice. Dude, what a good way to start off your new year. Guys, thank you so much for listening. It's been great. If you want to find us on social media, you know all the usuals. We are Your Welcome Hollywood on Instagram, and we are Ed, Tom, and Ruben on everything else. Uh, You can go to edtomandruben.com and find the same information that was there years ago. And hit us up on iTunes or wherever else and uh, drop a rating and or a review because that helps a ton for more people to listen to the podcast. Special thanks one more time to Kevin Galise. Kevin, we will absolutely have you on for a a real movie at some point. It's been a delight. It's such a pleasure to become a part of the permanent team. Oh, dude. Well, from now on, me, Kevin, and Ed. Signing off. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. This has been your Welcome Hollywood with Ed, Tom, and Ruben. For more, go to edtomandruben.com.